0: I want to get into you working working with um, AIDS slash HIV patients because that's exactly what you do. And we have a few comments um, coming in, and I just want to um, shed some light on it. Um, Someone is just saying, I would love to hear about the juvenile legal framework developed or the process in, F- in SVG. So someone's asking about that. That's Marsha. don't know if you could shed some light on that.
1: Okay, really quickly. So the juvenile justice framework was developed so that we could raise the age of the young boys and girls being sent to prison. Usually it would have been, you can be charged with a crime from the age of eight and you can be sent to, sent to prison, I think from age maybe 12 to 14 thereabouts. So what we're saying is that that is not a really, that's not a good representation of what we want for the young boys. Especially in our country. So, we wanted to raise that age to the age of 16 and upwards. You should, so we, should, well, even 18 actually. We didn't want any children in the prison system. So, the okay. framework was created so that there could be other rehabilitative measures put in place for those juveniles who came into conflict with the law. Has so that they were, been successful? So far, I think the government has been working on it I know the bill is in it should be in process of being passed in the process of being passed in Parliament there's there are a few kinks that they need to work out but there are various departments um, within our social ministry set up to deal with juveniles in conflict with the law so hopefully you know for those who commit those menial crimes they don't have to end up in the judicial system, but those situations and scenarios can be dealt with in the social ministry so that they, you know, their their records are not messed up.
0: Okay, great. All right. I hope that answers your question, uh, Marsha Ann, who was asking. And I want to touch again on you working with AIDS and HIV patients, because that's your current role. Yes. Tell us a little bit about about that role because I can I can imagine working with people who have uh, mental issues because mm-hmm. I've I've seen it you know I've visited the what they call quote unquote the crazy ward you know in Dominica and stuff um, but I cannot imagine how it is not just having a patient with an illness but having an HIV patient. With a mental illness, or sometimes, I guess, connected because they probably develop mental issues because of the disease. Um, Can you shed some light on that for us?
1: Well, you know, as um, as a psychologist within the HIV unit, I can tell you that the patients there are just like any other person, any other person without the disease. So, what my focus is on with those patients would be adherence to their medication so the patients that come in they are not branded or anything like that they look just like you and me once they're taking their medication and they're taking care of themselves these are regular people they have regular jobs they have lives they're married they have children you know so they're it's not a it's not a situation where i'm scared to be working with people like this or anything of the nature you know it's very interesting coming into To have conversations with these people. The main focus for me working in the HIV unit would be to have discussions with patients about adherence, making sure that they take their antiretroviral drugs so that in the event that they skip or they continue to skip taking those drugs, they don't develop um, variations of the HIV virus or different strains of the HIV virus, because that can make things worse for them. So that's what we do within the HIV unit, that's there. So there's a doctor and there's a nurse who works along with me, and as well as my supervisor, Dr. Miller. So uh, that's the that's what we do there.
0: Dr. Miller is on right now, and um, is saying, you know proud to see we offer such support in SVG, and also is commenting and saying postpartum blues is different to postpartum depression. Can
1: depression. you elaborate a little
0: bit on that?
1: Well, the postpartum depression, I believe, and Dr. Miller, she can correct me if I'm wrong, the postpartum depression is a bit longer than the postpartum blues. So it's something that tends to go on for a longer period of time. The side effects are a lot more serious. There's listlessness. There's no willingness to come out of bed. There's no willingness to be a part of your baby's life, to even see the baby. Um, A lot of the times the women are not interested in being a mother to their child. The blues, however, it's usually kind of like a funk. You're in a funk, you're in a phase, but you tend to get out of it a bit quicker than the postpartum depression once you have the correct treatment. And um, when she was saying, proud to say we offer such support in SVG, I think she was referring to the fact that we we do have a lot of that support within the hospital down at, um Milton Cato Memorial Hospital where I currently work where we do work with the women who are in the maternity ward to ensure that they're all okay when they're coming out of pregnancies okay. as 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 well as an aftercare aftercare as well also and we also do work with um, moms who might have miscarriages as well
0: mm-hmm.
1: we do we do a lot of work with with those moms as well
0: great awesome uh, kudos to the folks out there at SVG. Uh, mental, mental illness, especially in the Caribbean, is is considered um, taboo of some sort. It was worse back then. It's gotten better um, as of now. Um, can you advise on what steps we should take if we observe someone maybe a bit unstable?
1: Okay. First of all, dependent on if the person is violent or not, I don't think that you should bum rush the person as we like to say or you know try to calm them down or just run in to calm them down you have to tend to talk those persons down you know mm-hmm. give them some space don't don't crowd the person if it is that you see that they are having an episode sometimes you just you know gently let them know you know I'm here for you I whatever it is that you're going through I'm here I'm always gonna be here This is where you are. You ground them in reality. Mm -hmm. Uh, As as you rightly said, there is a bit of a reaction when people tend to talk about mental health in the Caribbean. It's not not as taboo as it was before, but I feel like we still have a good way to go. In terms of what we have going on now, I think it would be great if persons practice a lot more self-care. We have to know ourselves and what we are capable of dealing with whenever we're going through various situations. So as much as we love to call ourselves strong, and as you rightly said earlier, resilient, there are certain things that we cannot handle on our own. And there is no shame in seeking therapy or finding someone who can help us with whatever situation that we're going through. There's no shame in it. And if we can remove the shame from therapy, that would be such an amazing advancement for so many people in in St. Vincent and in the wider Caribbean region.
0: I'm glad that you said that um, and you touched a little bit on the the therapy aspect of it because uh, just the other day I was speaking to a friend of mine and I asked him, you know, what have you been up to and stuff? And he said, well, actually, I just started to see a therapist. And the first thing that came to mind was, what's wrong? Are you okay? You know, (laughs) because that that is generally... uh, our reaction you know when you hear your speaking to a therapist everything okay at home and he goes no everything is fine and I go everything is fine so what is the <laughs> therapist for he goes well exactly what I'm seeing another because I want everything to remain fine you know yeah. and and he said he preferred to be proactive than reactive in the sense of he doesn't great. want when things you know get tough and he did that he doesn't know how to deal with things so he figured why don't I Deal with it, deal with things now and, and, and speak to somebody about what's happening now, now that I don't feel any pressure to do so and and hopefully uh, maintain good mental health, you know, and, and that was his take on it. Um, and you don't see that happening very often. You know, know, you people people wait until there's a problem to actually get Absolutely. a solution. Uh, what is your what, what do you have to say about that?
1: I think your friend is absolutely smart. He's so smart, you know? And I I, I absolutely agree with what he said that we tend to be reactive rather than proactive because if it is that we're having a really good patch, I think that's like one of the best times to see a therapist because all of the focus can be on how do I remain in this particular space? What are the tools that I need that can bolster these emotions that I am feeling currently? You know, how is it that I can work right now while I am stress-free on reactions to things that are going to stress me later on? You know, because when you come into therapy and predominantly when therapists see persons, it's been after a emotional event or a traumatic event. So they're kind of trying to pick up the pieces. So, you know, when you come to therapy, you're a little bit fragmented. So we're trying to help them stick the pieces together and that might take some time and then after that you still have to work on how do i help myself to remain stuck together you know so Mm -hmm. there's different parts to therapy because there's the healing aspect and then there's the whole aspect of now that and you know well before that some persons aren't might not even be fully healed it might take some time you know and then even if they do reach a point what are the things that I'm going to be able to do so that I don't have to experience this again? Or how do I handle these situations better? So, you know, those are the kinds of things that therapists have to deal with, and which, I, which is why I think it's so important and great that your friend, you know, went, when he was in a good enough space to appreciate the techniques that he could possibly learn to help him with future situations that he might have. Wow,
0: I think that's brilliant. And I think that's something that, we should all probably consider adapting to um but what would you what can you say or what would you say to ensure say to someone to ensure that they uh, remain healthy mentally uh,
1: check in with yourself you know you have to deal with a lot of introspection and that's something that even therapists also have to do a lot of introspection Am I going through anything that might hinder me from helping my client? And the same way, you really have to tell your your client so you can encourage person, check in with yourself. You know, if you're going through a situation, if you find that you're pulling away from people or, you know, all of your friends are saying, you know, something is a bit off with you, take some time to yourself. Don't be afraid to be alone and just spend time with yourself to see, is everything okay? Am I happy? You know, is something bothering me that I can't really shake? Is there a dark cloud? You know, have I been depressed for a long period of time and I'm not, you know, I can't seem to shake it? Know yourself. You have to really learn yourself. And I think that's a lot of, a lot of times, all we do is we're, we just constantly live as people. We're just living, going through day to day because there's just so much going on with us that we don't take time to, you know, sit down and smell the roses, as we love to say, and just figure out, you know, how, when last have I taken a me day, a day for me? I just sat down and focused on me. I didn't have to worry about everything else that was going on. And if you haven't had one of those days in a very long time, it's really important that you do so. And if it is that you find that when you sit down with yourself, there's an issue or certain things that you can't really, you know, deal with, find somebody to talk to, find a therapist, find somebody
0: Alicia is saying it is important to note that people can see therapists for a variety of reasons and many people benefit from brief therapy focused on short term issue or a difficulty yeah absolutely true great Um, I just want to get into you a little bit <laughs> a little bit mm-hmm. more um, if you were to if somebody were to ask you um. Describe Kimberly in one sentence. What would you
1: say to that person? Kimberly is a young woman still trying to find her footing in a constantly evolving and ever-changing world. Yeah.
0: That is one long sentence.
1: But it's one sentence.
0: <laughs> it's long, but it's still a long sentence. <laughs> Are you sentence. Uh, I want to get a little personal with you. Um, uh, is Kimberly single? Kimberly is dating. <laughs> no, I'm glad that you said that because the Caribbean tends to put dating in one bracket or one. And then <laughs> North America, I remember, you know, moving back, going back and forth between the Caribbean and and canada um i said to somebody once Dominicans don't know how to date they see you with a man and next week if you, you with an next man boy she liked plenty man oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. that is also it's, it's also local I mean, it's, it has to be a caribbean thing it's, it's a caribbean thing but so, you know um mm-hmm. go ahead it's a caribbean thing but i think we as caribbean people shouldn't limit ourselves to you know, saying that once you're dating somebody, that means you're absolutely with that person. You know, I'm we're young. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're young. You have the opportunity to see people. You have the opportunity to kind of find what you like. And you can't really find what you like if as soon as the first person you meet, you settle down with that particular person. So date, you know, see people, see what you like. See what floats your boat and be okay with that. And then when you find somebody or somebodies that fit the, <laughs> that fit the mold, then you work with that and you go forward. And definitely. Um,
0: I can attest to that. Um, I, my mom was, was a was the type of woman. Well, she was a woman who married the first person she fell in love with. <laughs> and <laughs> she never dated anybody else. She knew nobody else than wow. my father. Right. And I remember I thought I would have had a tough time with her growing up, uh, especially when I became a teenager. I felt, oh, gosh, I was the first man she ever, you know, so, so I yeah. thought, that she, and she was completely different. I don't know if the fact that she was a nurse probably had a lot to do with it, but she always said to me, get to know people, you know, um, you can date, you can talk, you know, you can um to people, and I remember I kind of turned that around on her because when I met my partner, um, she said, So, are you guys gonna get married? And I'm like, Mommy, I don't <laughs> <see a> window <laughs> shop, I oh. like to try on the clothes and make uh. sure it's well, okay. <laughs> Right, so okay, right? <laughs> so There's okay, nothing wrong with that. Go in the shop and try all the clothes on. <laughs> 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 yeah so
1: so um so that so that's you're you know young I mean? you're young you're allowed to you're allowed to shop around you're, you're allowed, allowed to, to,
0: shop to around. explore and you're allowed to know get to know other people and and also even talking to to um a lot of you know students who have probably left home and they've gone abroad to study and they probably left significant boyfriends or or lovers you know back home and you know they they one is scared that the other might move on and <laughs> I, i've always said you know if you're going away to study that is just my opinion okay break up with right. the person because if it's meant to be y'all will yeah. get back together because when you get in that space a different place you meet people who are on the same level as you intellectually socially whatever it is and then you realize that person which is kind of boring
1: you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. I think also we tend to well, when I say we, women tend to like men that they can learn from, you know. So if it is that you might have met somebody, or you had somebody in particular, and then you go over, go away to university and you meet you 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 meet people from so many different walks of life, so many backgrounds, so, so varying levels of intellect, you know, you kind of get starry eyed a little bit about. You know, all the possibilities, you know, and things like that. We're not saying that, I'm not saying that this only happens in university because you can definitely learn a lot from people who haven't been to university. Street sense, street sense is a different type of intellect altogether. I don't really have much street sense.
0: You done. don't I'm, I'm all street, then. I'm, <laughs> I'm all street. Let me tell you, I'm all street.
1: <laughs> I'm still working on my, my street sense. I'm still working on my street sense. I'm getting there, though. I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh Kimberly, do you have any regrets in life? Yes. Yes. Uh I am human, so there are a couple people I wish I didn't date. There are a couple people that I wish I didn't whose feelings why, 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 I wish I
0: didn't hurt. <laughs> why do you say they're why what do you say there are a couple people you wish you didn't date? What about the experience just threw you off? Uh
1: you know. Sometimes you date people that make you date a, um, hate a whole country. Yeah, I don't want to hate a whole country on account of a very bad experience. If I could just throw the whole experience away and learn to love people from a particular country all over again, I'd be fine. But I think I've grown out of that. <laughs> I think I've grown out of that. That's fine. You know, and there are a couple of things that I wish I might not have said to some people in terms of hurt feelings and things like that. I, You know, I would have regretted Regretted that. Apart from that, I think I've had a a very good life so far. I'm definitely looking forward to what's to come. What would you say would be your greatest accomplishment? For me so far, I think it would be educational, having the opportunity to go and accomplish an education debt-free. So, you know, this scholarships thing, I'm I'm so blessed to have an education that I did not have to pay for. I, I appreciate that. I think that, you know, coming out with a master's degree at such a high quality level is one of the accomplishments that I appreciate most of all. You know, making my parents proud as well. I'm really, really proud of that. Let's see. So. Okay. We have Alisa
0: here. Um who's saying, Kim, I would like to know how was leaving the Caribbean influenced you both personally and professionally? Has it been tough to get back in step with the people at home and carve a niche for
1: yourself? Hmm. I think leaving St. Vincent and going away to study has definitely changed me personally because of the fact that I've had to change my mindset about so many different things When I went overseas, once you go overseas and you meet persons that you might not have the opportunity to meet in the Caribbean, for example, persons who are transgender, persons who do not identify, we call them non-binary people. You know, you definitely have to expand your way of thinking. You definitely have to expand your way of thinking once you leave these shows, once you leave these Caribbean shows. I definitely think it's really stretched me. In a really good way. And now that I'm back here, I don't think that there is much that's going to shake me in terms of, you know, give me too much challenges when it comes to meeting people and understanding their life stories because I've had a really great array of experiences abroad. Professionally, I think that also ties in with me personally. I have a lot more empathy going forward as a therapist, and it's really important that. You know, I be empathetic as a psychotherapist, especially if I'm going to be dealing with persons with HIV and AIDS. And in terms of carving a niche, I think that there is opportunity here for me to do what I want to do, which is to work with um, children with autism, do behavioral therapy and these sorts of things. So I find that I have had an open reception to persons back home. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Op- they're they're receptive. They might not have been a couple of years back, but I think people are starting to open up in Saint Vincent, and I really appreciate the fact that you know they're trying, they're asking questions, and you know if they don't understand, they're willing to learn. A lot of people are willing to learn, and I, I appreciate that about the Vincentian populace. Um, I think that
0: is Anika, Anika, Nicola. Anika is asking piggybacking on Alyssa's question what would you say to people who scoff at people returning home to the caribbean from pursuing their degrees abroad why did you come back
1: home (laughs) getting hard boy the people tight these people know me so well this is why (laughs) these are my this is my aneka is my girlfriend from university of the west indies so all of us went to school together um, as for persons who, who make fun of people who come back home after studying abroad, I think that I would tell them it's a shame that you do not support people who are trying to run away from the brain drain situation that we have in the Caribbean. You know, somebody has to nation build,
0: Very somebody true. has
1: to nation build, somebody has to look out for the generation that's left behind. Somebody has to talk to the aunts and the uncles who are in the mental health rehabilitation centers. And, you know, if all we're doing is talking about it from abroad, then who is going to look after these people? Who is going to help? So we can't complain about the state of our country when we're not doing anything to help it and we're not doing anything to fix it. So I came back home because I definitely believe in putting my money where my mouth is, you know, if I'm going to talk about the fact that you know mental health is an issue in my country, you know, we're not talking about it. We have too many persons who are dealing with suicide attempts. We have too many young people who are hurting themselves, cutting themselves. I can't talk or chat about the fact that nobody's doing anything when I have the capabilities fully to do something myself. So I'm putting my money where my mouth is. And like my girlfriend says here, Alisa, we are the ones we are waiting for. Absolutely. So here I am to do what I said I was going to do. And I said I was coming back home to help my people. So I'm coming back home to help my people. Wow. That
0: was beautiful. <laughs> love that. You you spoke with such pa- you got aggressive there for a second. Like feels like yes. you were such a personal experience. Somebody tell me something. Absolutely. And, and I want them to know I came <laughs> back. I'm putting where my money, where my mouth is. <laughs> yes. Let them know. Ye, Let them. <laughs> she give them some real taco-ish point hot on your head today. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, look, she's she drinking her taco tea. Uh, Joe Thompson is, is is clapping on that one. Alicia uh, says, I said what I said. Well said, um... <laughs> <laughs> Kimberly, um, good one. I mean, it's been a pleasure having you on with me. I know time is time is done and it was sweet. It wasn't, it was short. It was sweet. It was to the point. I really appreciate what you're doing for your country. And I hope others will take a page from your book and do just the same for their country. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, you also have to know some people get very discouraged even by their own country you know Absolutely. so sometimes you Absolutely. sometimes you do go back
1: and you want and you to can't get the work home. you can't get the work And you but I, you can't. know to those people don't give up you know make connections call people knock on doors you know you we are the ones we've been waiting for we're young these persons who don't want to help they're not going to live forever mm-hmm. we're still here very still true here. those old people eventually gonna- die out <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately to say you know the truth <laughs> is the truth they're not going to be there forever Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to come. We're going to do the work. We have the stamina. We have the energy. We believe in what we're doing. So come knock on doors, make connections, call people, talk to people, contact people, and let's get stuff done. Amen to that. It was a pleasure having you
0: here. Uh, with Thank you, so Kimberly, much. Um, sharing with us. We got personal. We got prof- we kept it professional. And <laughs> I'm happy that you could speak to us a little bit on um, on mental illness and, and your, your own life story, a bit of it. And uh, I want to say thanks again to you for taking time out of your schedule to be here with me. I mean, um, or even initially, initiating, you know, um, the entire conversation. Because without you actually connecting with me, Um, Would not have made this possible today, so I really appreciate that, and um, uh, also your um, you being a Carrie Scholar. You know, it's my sister's organization. I I, yo, you know, I pushed her so hard for her to get that great job. She's doing so much great stuff, and and I am really appreciative to everyone who has actually become a, a Carrie Scholar, who have become a mentee or a mentor. And um, if you'd like some more information on becoming a Carrie Scholar, you can uh, visit her on Facebook. She is Carrie Scholar. Uh, You can also go to the website. It's CarrieScholar.com. I've also put all of um, Kimberly's uh, social media handles in the box above. So you can just click on there and you can connect with her on social media. Do not stalk her because she is a psychotherapist so she'll know if you stop right
1: (laughs) so she's like "Mm."
0: (laughs) so the handles are there so you can connect with her if you wanna ask her questions and you're probably scared to do so on the timeline. So I'm sure I will reach out uh, with you uh, or to you at, at some at some point. I wanna thank all of the viewers who came on and commented, asked questions, shared um, the post, um, continue. If you're actually looking at this right now, you know, share the post, let somebody know, um, a little something because, you know, it's always good to learn a little bit, a little bit more than you already know and, um, and share the video with, with your friends and family. For those of you who have missed it and you'd like to log on again, you can always come on Um, on my website that is www.jljoseph.com so that's my full name.com and you can click on the plug in 24 hours Kimberly's interview will be up there as well as linked to iTunes so you can actually get um, a listen of the entire show again I want to thank Kimberly a special to you thank you so very much for Thank being you. On here, thanks again to all the viewers and all the listeners of the podcast. I really do appreciate you. Without you coming on, the show is not possible, right? So, without the interaction, the show is dry bakes with no caco tea. <laughs> but on that note, I remember to drink a little cacao tea now and again. Keeps your heart warm, you know? Do mm-hmm. uh, you guys call it cacao tea in, in, uh, in St. Vincent too? No, we call it cocoa. Really? What, yeah, what, what I was wondering think?
1: about the spelling. It's because,
0: like this. You know, it's funny you said that because I thought I was a little crazy, you know, with the spelling. But I was walking to Scarborough Town Center, which is in like a, a shopping mall coast. Spot. Yeah, I know it. I know it. And and they opened up a brand new store and it's called Caco 70, as in seven zero. 0 Spelled C-A-C-A-O. So me not crazy.
1: Okay. <laughs> Evening, guys. Spelling tea, right? Okay. Well, so, well that's great because I was just like, I don't know if you spell that right, girl. But okay. girl,
0: what grows on the on the tree is gaku it's not cuckoo. Hmm? We call it cuckoo when, when 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 they've you know they've gone and they've done all the processing. They cocoot it up. But it's good old-fashioned cacos. So you can have tea and keeps the nice, the, the the chest nice and warm. And I thank you again, Kimberly, for being here with me. <laughs> I hope that we can stay in touch. And yes, absolutely. Again, and I'll be tuning in. Thank you so much. You had a great time. Bye-bye. 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 Bye bye. Me as well. Bye.